1: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 14, Episode 11, titled, An Extra Special Episode. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one indecisive co-host from Afterthought Media, Amazon, and Lil Nas X Videos, Taylor, is not here today, he sent a special message though to this person. Here it is for JLS from Taylor the Latte Boy. While these bitches have to sweat it out on stage, lip syncing for their motherfucking life, I get to watch the entire thing and luxuriate in the workroom, honey. Hello, Jay Ellis, How are you? No offense, Joe, but that wasn't the best clip zero. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I was. I had a good. I see. I watched the episode once. And I was watching them on. That's going to be a great clip zero, right? Yeah. And then at nine forty five, was like, oh, I never pulled it. And I was trying to scrub. I couldn't. I didn't write down where it was. And yeah. it was like nine fifty eight. And I was like, I. This is it. This is the clip zero. I, I can't think. Of, <laughs> this, I can't find the original one that I I had in mind. But you know, um, it's what a
0: what a um, metaphor for this week's Drag Race recap, where Taylor just gets to sit back and listen. While somebody else does the work.
1: Yeah, but Taylor list Taylor has this OCD where he has to listen to shows in order. And so he's months behind. He's not gonna oh. hear this till like June or July, maybe. Well, enjoy
0: your summer, Taylor.
1: Yeah. But uh and we we re- we're gonna talk about your no offense thing. You're obviously referencing Jasmine Kennedy's weird little diatribe against music, which is, by the way, uh an old uh, what's the name of that comic? Uh, I can't remember the name. Karatop. Old 80s comic did a whole bit about that. Where it was like, uh, when, you know, anytime someone says no offense, he's like, uh, a New York guy. I can't remember his name. Um, George Carlin? No, like, um, something, I feel like last name starts with an I. Anyway, he's like, I Gallagher. <laughs> uh, Chris Yock. Uh, <laughs> whenever Edie e. Murphy, um, you know, whenever someone says, no offense, they're going to say the most offensive thing possible. Like, no offense, your sister's a whore. You know, like, <laughs> so that's an old, like, 80s stand-up comic <laughs> joke. And yeah. I was like, look at Jasmine taking that, like, as a very seriously thing, a very serious thing right there. Yeah. Um. All right, well, let's get, you know, we have a lot to cover, <laughs> We have a lot of lip sync. It's going to be like, we'll be back right after this break. And we come back from the great, the, the grape <laughs> from the break. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's speak Now. We hope you enjoyed your commercials. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this episode was interesting. And I actually want to start with you.
1: Can you tell me two things that you liked? We haven't, I haven't, you I haven't read not. the whole, the two sentence summary. Damn it! Go ahead then. This week, all the queens but Deja face off in a lip sync Lollapalooza for their lives. After a total of six lip syncs, Jasmine Kennedy fails to win three times and is asked to sashay away. Now, Jay, you wanted to say something.
0: Yeah. Rip. Well, <laughs> rewind it. Why don't you tell me two things that you liked and one thing you didn't about, or do you want to do two things you didn't like and one thing
1: you liked? I don't have strong hate for, hatred for this episode, but I don't okay. have strong I don't have strong feelings either way for this episode, which actually I think is a bad thing for this episode. Because I think it was trying to be gaggy and it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's the negative version of like, um, she bring it to you every time. Every she bring mm-hmm. it to you every ball. Like, yeah, well, we've seen this.
0: Right. I agree with you. I, I do have some things though that were like kind of the standouts, like, um sorry, I, did, were you were you just saying an overall thought or did you have something that you really overall you liked about the episode
1: you know the original intention of this two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not that's why i'm not super strict about it was i felt in the early days we were too negative so i wanted to start off on somewhat of a positive foot uh mm-hmm. i would say i mean I, I the show went by relatively quickly for me at least um so that felt good and it was entertaining what i didn't like i wish we were to see more queens go home it felt like the stakes were very low
0: i agree i feel like the For after all of that work, it felt like we didn't have the payout that we deserved. Yeah. Um, for me, I liked, I have two things I liked and one thing that I didn't. Go ahead. Thank you for asking. Uh, for me, Jasmine's attitude the entire episode was so refreshing to just not have her. Um, I have been okay watching Jasmine this whole season, but this episode I really felt like she was just like, okay, I'm here for the challenge. And I think it was written in stone that she was going home this episode anyway. The rigor morris of this whole production of we're gonna have lip sync for your lives for everybody after snatch game it just felt so produced Mm -hmm. and i think that she just rolled with the punches so well and i loved her exit i loved her throughout the entire episode i thought that she just gave a good performance not a winning performance on lip syncs but i think that she was entertaining the entire time through Mm -hmm. i also really liked lady camden and the in vogue uh Mm -hmm. lip sync i thought Mm -hmm. she did great that was like a like a standout from all of the lip syncs this episode
1: she didn't win yeah yeah yeah
0: uh she did that was her against bosco oh that wasn't the three of them that no that one was uh beyonce's song oh radio i don't know who Um, did that song yeah uh, they also had a really great shot of bosco and lady camden i've never seen them do this on drag race where it was
1: yeah yeah
0: it was like layered with bosco on the runway and uh lady camden further up, closer on the stage and they just got like a great shot it was amazing to see that i haven't seen that on drag race and then my my low of this week and this is coming from i want bosco to win like Bosco's my pick to win this entire show mm-hmm. i do not want to see her in this bra panty and like corset number again yeah. in black mm-hmm. If she could change the color up or do something different, yeah. I would love it. Mm-hmm. I love that she didn't spend, like, a fortune. Or maybe she did. I don't know, like, if this is individual different pieces. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so, like, I, I want her to give me a different look.
1: Yeah. I know. I've seen a lot of stuff about that online. I so don't care about looks. I was like, oh, she has? Like, I didn't even notice. I don't even notice what these people wear.
0: But, I mean, have th- I'm, this is, like, episode three or four that we've seen – Granted, last episode or the episode before, she was in like that Jubilee from X Men, like the overcoat, you know, Georgie from it. Like she had like something that kind of made it different. But this time I was like, man, and then the priest outfit.
1: I've never heard anyone use Georgie from it as a fashion reference, which by the way, (laughs) Georgie's the little boy who in the beginning dies, correct? In the raincoat? Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. We all, what is it? We all all do something down here. yeah Yeah. (laughs) so they all float down there but remember last week we had bosco in the nun outfit that changed into the corset with the same outfit Mm -hmm. kind of idea so Mm -hmm. i mean we've just kind of seen it and i I agree i'm not like here for the fashion i know that that's a whole nother show on this network that dissects Mm -hmm. every look but it's something that i'm noticing which means that it's something that is needs to be addressed
1: you know it's funny that you bring up bring it to the runway a show that we have on this network Because the reason I say it's funny you bring that up is that I liken what you said about Jasmine to Christian. Christian is very controversial, to say the least, right? And he's polarizing. People either love Christian or they hate Christian. And I Mm -hmm. feel Jasmine Kennedy is the same way. And I think she and Christian have a very similar attribute. Okay. Which is Christian and, and, and Jasmine are both these people who my mom's the same way, too. Where whenever they walk into a room, they interpret silence as applause. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. And so, uh, and they they see, I guess, they read compliments and flattery and, and 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 that they're always right, and no matter what the situation is, which I think is good in a situation like this, because she gets eliminated and she's like, Well, I thought I won. Great, yay, bye. This is good, this is a good positive thing. Because I think Christian and my mom would be the same way. They would be like, you know, they would truly believe that they were eliminated because they were the best, you know, or something like that. And that, or that they did the best. So they have nothing to be ashamed of, which I guess that sort of ego protection is very good. I guess in some moments like this, but I don't know if it's this it, it leads to them being kind of annoying too. Both Christian, my mom and, uh, Jasmine.
0: Well, don't forget that Jasmine a few episodes ago was like, man, they thought we were just so good that they couldn't get rid of us. I
1: know she bites oh. into like the propaganda that the show puts out there. I know. Not yeah. just, it was. It was also in the beginning of the top of this episode. She's like, "Guys, the gaggery of RuPaul saying we are the best." Oh no, that was from the from the previous year. On you're right. Um, yeah, that we're the best. You know, this or whatever. I'm like, come on, they, they can't truly believe this, can they?
0: Well, and since this is only my second time this season on this ep- or this season, I am really enjoying this cast. I really like really? these contestants. I do. I I like them. I like what they're bringing. I'm I'm enjoying Daya's unfiltered presence here and i think that we have a strong a strong race this season i'm really liking them
1: oh really i actually think i think the cast is full of very nice people who all get along but i think they're rather boring i'm being honest okay you know one thing we didn't do jay at the top of the show because you were just so anxious to get to the show was talk not only about the wonderful community over at patreon.com slash afterthought media where if you join at the premium level you get this show and you get uh anything that's on the drag race recap feed Two days early and no commercials and stuff, but let me tell you this, Jane. We're we're launching this now. Let's say you're one of those people and you're listening right now and you're like, I don't care a shit about the commercials. I just skip them, you know. And I don't I, I don't care if I get it two days later. I don't give a shit, right? But I do want to hear just just between us, girls. Big news now. If you subscribe to the premium level over on on your Apple Podcast, if you're an Apple Podcast and you just hit subscribe on that button. You're going to get Just Between Us Girls and launching this week, Season 4 with me and Taylor. You're going to get those two shows a week. You just hit subscribe at the top of that button. You're going to get, not only, and Jay, not even the current, just. Well, you'll get the current Just Between Us Girls. But every Just Between Us Girls from this season is already there. You can hear all of the Season 14 Just Between Us Girls. They're all there for you to download, all there for you to listen to right now. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Premium. Subscribe. You're going to get Just Between Us Girls. You're going to get season four. It's a whole other thing. Do it today. All right. And back if, you're to... not,
0: if you're not listening to Just Between Us Girls, you're only yeah. getting half the story. If
1: you're not listening to Just Between Us Girls, you're only getting about 82% of the story. Yeah. yeah. Well, and
0: you really aren't selling it as much as I think you should. Like Patreon, your Patreon, you put out so many shows. You have such a great network of afterthoughts that are constantly on Discord. Yeah, their support system for each other. I mean, yeah. I'm looking. They're live reacting to the episode that we're talking about right now, giving their opinions, which is helping me form my own sentences. <laughs> Just between yeah. us, girls is great. And then, like on this episode, we played Mash. How many of you guys missed the game Mash from
1: your junior yeah. high? Yeah, right. We did play Mash this year. Also, by the way, and this is going to sound really sad and depressing. What I'm going to say right now, and it's not meant to be. It's actually, it's actually meant to be a positive thing, but if you're lonely for whatever reason and and this is not being funny because Jay, actually we don't get this as much anymore because I think there's a lot of content out there a lot of people place things for people to choose from but in the early days when we were one of the only games in town we would get emails from people who said you know, I live in a really um, anti-gay area I can't really talk about the show with anybody and this show scratches that itch I need a community I need something I'm not being funny. This community... they I'll be honest with you. And I, this isn't a complaint about there. They don't even fucking need me. Right? They have now built a community with each other. Where they talk about their lives, their jobs. They celebrate their birthdays together. And I'm not being funny. If you do live in an area where... Uh, maybe it's not so Hassan. You wish you had a gay community or gay friendly community. I'm telling you. Take advantage... Of the Discord, we have... We're going to have, for sure, we're going to have a Mario Party tournament soon, Jay. And hopefully you show up for... Do you play this Mario Party? I do. Yeah. I could play. That'd be yeah. fun. We play video games and stuff. It's it's a whole, like, actual community. Thank you. Live reactions to the episode,
0: too, right? Oh, you yeah. we were saying that.
1: Yeah. And not, I don't, I'm not allowed to go there, right? But they have... Yeah. When the episode drops, they do a live watch... There, and they talk to each other about the episode. It's a it's a whole thing, guys. It's not just this show early, which I what I talk about. All I care about is my voice in as many cars as possible. But there's a whole thing going on over there. So uh, after that after uh, Patreon.com/slash Afterthought Media. All right, enough of that. After the snatch game, uh Deja feels confident about her, about her snatch game win and basks in her safety. Meanwhile, Diabetti expresses her frustration that perennial bottoms is what also the name of the show jay and i have uh <laughs> Georges and jasmine kennedy were spread and gifted an elimination competition based on their greatest oh spared not spread i was speaking about the bottoms they were spared <laughs> and gifted an elimination competition based on their greatest strength let's talk about the uh act one where it's everything after the whole snatch game drama um what were your thoughts there jay <laughs>
0: Deja was a star in this moment like just sitting back and really stirring the pot of like well how do you all feel I feel yeah. safe I love it like yeah. I mean <laughs> I kind of loved her energy this whole episode um but coming back I mean what a shock to the system to know that you have historically one of the and we've talked about this personally or privately not even a fun train the wreck way, of a snatch
1: if you join Patreon at the highest level possible you get to hear Jay and I have our private conversations. Jay doesn't even know that. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So you may, this may be redundant, but yeah. they were having full,
0: like, not even a fun snatch game of a disaster. Like, I love Kenya Michaels making Beyonce yeah. narcoleptic and mm-hmm. on pills or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just so out of this world, the shenanigans and tomfoolery. But this mm-hmm. one was just like cringe worthy and nobody did a great job. So for them to come back into the room and just know that this, Lip sync battle is going to be coming up. Is yeah, but they don't know the format yet, which is they kind of exciting. Them, yeah. yeah, for them walking in, they don't know what's going to happen. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a it was a refreshing cold open from what we normally see of the oh well, I'm so sad. I have to wipe this mirror and pretend like I'm sad that I'm still here. Yeah,
1: I Notice, have to
0: tear off this drag and yeah. scream, and then it's yeah. going to go to ha ha ha, ha You know, right. like all that stuff.
1: And no, nope, now that they're all in trouble and they're all in their own heads, no one's like, all right, let's give it up for Deja for the big win. Like Deja got no. Yeah. No props, even though she's not like, um, who was that girl from All Stars last year? Uh, the one who her warehouse burned down, but it didn't really. And, uh, Trinity K. Bonet, who've had a fucking oh. tantrum because people didn't give her her props. Uh, I actually found Deja kind of grading on this. Okay. You know, which is her whole like, cause she was kind of like, whenever Deja gets a little, she's like crying cause she hasn't won. And then she's that girl that once she wins one thing, she's like, <laughs> hey hey <laughs> there's a lip sync assassin in the house
0: oh yeah 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 is well she, she is the pastel queen joe remember yeah, she, Every, everybody at home calls her the pastel queen
1: oh yeah she's the pastel queen she's <laughs> like keep talking you shit you what what's what's the name of that? I, I always ask for the name of um that, uh let me see here. I'm going to go to my, let me see, library. Uh, YouTube makes it so hard to find things sometimes.
0: I'm over here very booked and busy while you bitches over here are still looking raggedy and not doing shit. <laughs> wow. But anyway, um, I just want to let y'all know I'm not going anywhere. So talk <laughs> your shit, you shitholes. <laughs> you can't defeat a bad bitch. You just cannot do that. I rise above that ew <laughs> so i just want to say hey <laughs> and that i'm here to stay and you're gonna be mad every day <laughs> success
1: That that's deja after she wins one she gets one challenge
0: but think of i mean she has been waiting I, as a contestant you're waiting for this moment to be named and snatch game is the win that you want to win hmm so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm on her side. I just enjoyed it, but I could see it being a little grating on people to just have the constant like who are you talking about? Everybody's scared. And she you know like she's ah! kind of ex- Okay. <laughs> don't laugh at me. Don't joke about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was I was, was laughing so hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed her this episode, but I could see the other perspective on it.
1: Yeah, it just seemed like she's just very like ah, ah, ah. You know, like, when I was a little kid, and let's say one of us got to stay home from school for whatever reason, and the other one had to go to school, and I was just like, <laughs> <coughs> to make my brother mad, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll just watch, you know, three reruns of I Love Lucy today. Um, success. <laughs> success. <laughs> uh, she, was, she was kind of bugging. Um, I actually don't, If maybe you can explain it to me. Maybe I wasn't totally paying attention. What was Diabetti's fucking point?
0: What did she say exactly? Like what's the Oh, about Georges and uh uh Jasmine Kennedy? Yeah. I I mean, she's kind of saying what I think the audience is feeling like not that we're done with Georges at this point, but we know that oh, Georges has secured a spot in Work the World or in the Vegas show. Like, that yeah. is a lock probably for Georges. Okay. But I think as far as the show is concerned, I don't know if we're going to get much more out of Georges besides like another great lip sync, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the same for Jasmine Kennedy. I mean, these queens have been in the bottom for a couple challenges now. And I think that what Diabetti is saying, granted, she was the first one sent home. That's what on I was lip- going like- to say.
1: She was the first one to go home.
0: Yeah, so I think she's kind of holding her head a little higher than she should, but I think she's saying kind of what the rest of the cast is thinking, like, man, I really just want to get some bitches out of this room.
1: Yes, and I think that you're right. The audience does agree, and if this would have been a bloodbath, that would have been a great thing, but as we saw it, was not. Yeah. And – um yeah, but let's go over to the next day. Deja gloats while Lady Camden wonders if they are all being punished for not taking risks. Willow hopes she gets a song that's her style, and Ingeria crosses her fingers for a park and bark. Daya calls out the girls for not being truthful. The queens speculate on the format of the Lala Perusa, while Jasmine confronts Daya, Daya sorry, on her use of the term. No offense. Let's talk about this, I guess, in in a little bit of detail. Um, Did you have any thoughts on what happened the next day before they get to the main stage?
0: Um, I appreciated that they didn't know that they were going to be lip syncing against each other because we have seen in other seasons that old contestants have come back for a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Like we saw that in all stars um, where Latrice came back and we've also seen um this is, I think our first time with like a bracket system where the loser gets sent to the back and then watches and then, mm-hmm. you know, goes against the winner. I think so to have that format was a little bit of a breath of fresh for me, but it still seemed kind of stale to have like a lip sync showdown smackdown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so them hypothesizing what they thought could happen was kind of fun to see because I think Deja is the one who brought it up saying, do you think that it's going to be other contestants or do you guys think it's going to be all at once? Because mm-hmm. again, we've seen it on the stage before where season 11, we had six Queens, I think lip sync at the same time. Do you remember that? Yes. Scarlett. Yes. So, they don't know really what's coming. So I kind of thought like them kind of being like, well, I don't know how are we going to do this? Cause These queens all have different styles of lip syncing, and I don't know what kind of queen you think you'd be as a lip syncer, but, I mean, Georges isn't going to give the same performance as an Angerius, so I liked hearing what their strengths were.
1: Uh, You're right, and Deja coming from a place of safety was free to sort of, like, think outside the box. and Be like, hmm, yeah, what is it going to be? Are they going to get rid of all—well, she makes that joke, I I don't know if it's the previous day or today, where she's like, maybe all seven of you go home. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And all the bitches <laughs> yeah. are like super quiet and like really. Success! <laughs> yeah, and she's like, Success! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cause they're all really, really nervous and really, really upset, cause especially not knowing what's gonna happen. But, uh, yeah, um, it, most of it is just them. A lot of this is wasted, not wasted time, but they're killing time because they're just mm-hmm. trying to figure out, uh, what it's gonna be like. Um, but let's talk about, Jasmine confronting Daya on the use of the term no offense. What were your thoughts there, Jay?
0: Uh, uh, I mean, this is something that I think we've all encountered with somebody in our life where they say no offense and then proceed to say something offensive. Yeah. <laughs> and they're using that as a buffer to be like, well, don't fault me for saying it. It's, you know, I it's just a tough uh conversation to have because instead of Daya just saying my opinion is I think you guys should go home or I feel like you guys should go home the no offense is kind of acting as a buffer to say look I it's almost like unwritten or unspoken I think you guys are great at this show and blah 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 but I think you should have gone home you're past your prime
1: well don't you think all T no shade is the sort of drag queen version of no offense like I'm just giving you the truth bitch I'm not trying to be shady uh, yeah and I guess my thing is, is like I'm gonna strangely because diabetes really grates on my nerves, and I will admit, I will you know full disclosure. There's something about the way she looks and talks that reminds me of somebody that I truly do not like very much, mm-hmm. and so I think I might be projecting onto her my hatred for that person onto her. Um, so, so I I may not be seen clearly with diabetes. But what I'll say, though, is I'm going to defend her here because maybe she's just not being very elegant about it, but trying to say, like, I'm not trying to stir shit up. I'm just making this point. Right. Don't take it the wrong way. I know this might hurt you, um, but I'm just trying to bring up a legitimate point about the competition. I, I don't know. I thought Jasmine was like. It's weird because you have to think about it in terms of, like, a person and then, like, a TV producer. So in terms of a person, Diabetes right. Like, why are you bringing this? We're super stressed right now. I'm very stressed. Why are you deciding to add to my stress right here in the workroom as we're about to go lip sync for our motherfucking lives, right? Yeah. But as a TV producer, you're like, yeah, they're just, I'll put it on Makeup Jasmine bring up this whole no offense thing. Because it's like, and also, why is it a bit that big of a fucking deal? Like, okay, she says no offense,
0: but it's I, I kind of agree with Jasmine. It's just like, just say what you want to say. Don't, don't try to buffer it with. the... But she did say what she is wanted offensive. to say. True, and I think that we saw this conversation with the Reeds where Jasmine said that Daya was two faced, and then they had to have that conversation too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's something about them that their their words do not. Um, enter each other's ears in the right way, like they're not able to interpret what the other one's saying. There's Who mis- is
1: having that conversation? What? <laughs> I already left the soundboard. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, but they they are having that conversation, and I think that they've they've described it the best. I think that anybody can, is they seem like siblings. They, I mean, Daya was giving her praise during her lip syncs, but then to her face, being like, "Well, you're a bitch." <laughs> Tyler yes. Sanchez. Yeah. yeah So, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, um, I don't know. It, it's a dumb fight to have. And I do agree that it probably wasn't the time or place, but Jasmine's probably oh. thinking, oh, my time is limited. Like maybe I just need to get this out. Well, I don't think
1: it was very producer driven. Probably. Like, it's, what a weird thing. Cause like, just as Daya's point is, why are you bringing this up now? I'm sure like J- Jasmine's putting on her makeup. I'm sure she's worried. Why is she all of a sudden, she's focused on this thing. All of a sudden, she's bringing up, The no offense thing, which we've heard from, is it Raven or Raja or somebody who who said that the producers are literally under the makeup table going like, bring up the the, yeah, no offense.
0: Well, Ben DeLaCreme also said that you're throwing on a face of makeup, putting on a wig and then talking about your dead parent and the (laughs) the producers are telling you to do it. It's just like, I know that they're trying to juggle a lot and they're making a show. Do we want to watch a room full of quiet queens putting on a face of paint?
1: Well, especially with this cast who they all get along. So the I think the producers are very much like we need to make something happen, and that's one of the things we can talk about this later. Is as much as Jasmine Kennedy got on my motherfucking nerves. What are they going to be now that she's gone?
0: That's why I'm kind of shocked to, I'm not shocked to hear, but like I'm, I, I feel like DiaBetty could have been placed into season two, three, four, five, six, and been like. In with those girls that kind of where it got a little bit messy or it got mm-hmm. they, they were able to kind of have that untucked messiness mm-hmm. and i'm appreciating that old kind of return to the show because with mm-hmm. one queen it's hard but i think she's i don't know i i appreciate her kind of just laying it out there but the it's problem is you're nice. right
1: when there's one only one person doing it in the cast that they all get along it just sort of just falls flat
0: yeah act you a fool know? girl
1: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> at the full all right jay why don't we do this why don't we take a break and when we come back we're gonna get into the lip syncs we'll be right back after this this show is sponsored by better help what would i do for an extra hour in the day i'll tell you i want to write more in a, in a, in an previous life I uh, was a writer wanted to be a writer all that jazz you know wrote things and then it seems now that I podcast which is a, a, a great creative outlet by the way I just write less and well I do write a lot I just I don't know why I'm going on about this I write less I don't write creatively as much as I want to now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever's coming up for the show and if I had an extra hour I would spend it writing, and that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were and I benefited from therapy and I think everyone can benefit from therapy and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with Better Help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Yeah! (laughs) Wow, what a fantastic break, Jay. Oh, wow. my God. Refreshing. Refreshing. Oh, we did so much. I went over to your house and I played some uh video game with El- your boyfriend. And then yeah, I Elden ran Ring back over was here.
0: on and yeah. we said, God, we got to get this show back on.
1: Oh, my God, Jay, I got to get back home. I got to do the show. You would think I would just continue the show sitting right next to you. You think? Uh, yeah. We should have done the show in person. Really? We could. I don't know why we, we don't. We really could. <laughs> I don't know why we don't or didn't. Um, all Um. right. Well, uh, Jay, let's get into, well, let me see. The main stage. RuPaul announces there will be a series of six lip, stin- lip stinks. lip sinks. Lip sinks. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe lipsticks Some were lipstinks. Some stinks. were. The winner will be safe from elimination while the losing queens will continue to face off until there are two remaining, one of which... I cannot read today. One of which will sashay away forever. In a bingo cage, there are seven balls. Ow! One for <laughs> each queen. Jasmine Kennedy's ball is pulled first. She gets to choose her opponent and she chooses... Um, Wait... Script doesn't have who she chooses. Oh, Diabetti. This is our first one, yeah. yeah Jasmine Diabetti. Kennedy versus Diabetti. Meanwhile, as the chosen queen, Diabetti gets to choose the song. Let's before we get into the, it's Jasmine versus Diabetti. Before we get into this, let's just talk about this right now. Do you agree with me? And I don't think the show tried to hide this that they had this bingo cage and they'd spin it and then Calyx would openly look inside the cage, <laughs> look at the balls, put his hand, and then pick. One ball in particular. There was no like. I'm just gonna look away and reach my. You hand would hear ceramic,
0: back. the yeah. ceramic things as he <laughs> trying to pick the right one.
1: Yeah. yeah, like it was no like. Okay, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna you know. I'm having my hands over my eyes with one hand, and I'm reaching. I'm <laughs> mimicking this. I'm miming this. No, no, no. He was literally like like he was a kid in a candy store trying to pick the right candy. You know, and I mean they wouldn't. It wasn't even. They weren't even like trying to hide that. Am I wrong? I'm
0: surprised that there weren't six balls that just had JK, like for Jasmine Kennedy, on it. And then they like spin it. I mean, they, they really <laughs> could have done it that way if they knew who they wanted to yeah. be, the one who picks. He but literally, it, it, yeah. Yeah, he was dipping his, eye, like his eyes were following his hand.
1: Now, let me ask you this question. Calyx, your type? No, yes?
0: Oh, I can't even remember what he really looked like. But I remember he was cute.
1: Yeah. He was like the vanilla sort of like, he like he'd be boring in bed, if I'm being honest with you.
0: Why are we having such a shakeup with the pit crew? Like we don't, don't we're not getting introduced to them anymore. And I don't know. It just she seems said weird. Calix.
1: We
0: huh? She said his
1: name was Calix.
0: I guess I wanted to, I wanted to know like when his birthday was his favorite food, his favorite place to vacation. Didn't like
1: that they used to have like a pit crew and tuck kind of thing?
0: Oh, maybe they did. But, like, where's Bruno? Like, I feel like we're missing, like, our core, like, Bryce and Bruno and Jason. Like, it's mm-hmm. weird to, I, I, I'm happy to have diversity in different faces on the show, but it's just, it's, they're coming out of nowhere now.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Lip sync number one, Jasmine versus Daya. The song is Respect by Aretha Franklin. Now, we know Daya wins the lip sync, ensuring her safety, leaving Jasmine up for elimination. Your thoughts on this lip sync right off the bat, Jay?
0: Um. Love the song great song classic uh, yeah uh i agree that i think that dia won the lip sync with just no stunts and just kind of owning the stage my big issue with dia's lip sync is that she was purposefully covering jasmine kennedy and i mm-hmm. think that that's poor sportsmanship it's I no Mimi lifting India <laughs> my favorite thing about the yeah. Indian Mimi moment is they add the like and then there's like a dolphin noise in the background yeah. that goes ah! <laughs> when India's being carried. And I don't understand the choices, but I, I, I think that her moving across the stage and you can see her kind of catching glances from the side of her eyes. She's trying to cover Jasmine Kennedy.
1: Mm-hmm. but you I mean but you said this just right before the break. Daya is that old school drag race villain. And I would say seasons one and two for sure. I'm not sure about three so much. Maybe the early outs of season three. They were doing that shit. I, I mean, remember. that would be them be nice. They were doing that shit. Sometimes they were like pulling the clothes off the other person and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit, you yeah. know? And uh so that is very old school drag race to do that kind of stunt. The other thing I'll say, this, this lip sync made me realize something about the lip syncs, all lip syncs in general on this show. And I never thought this before, but there is an element for a successful lip sync that you are to some degree, even though you are your own person, you are your own drag queen, you are your own persona. It, the most successful ones are a hybrid. Of your persona, your drag queen and your interpretation of that persona of the person singing the song. And mm-hmm. it becomes more important the more famous that person is. And the reason I bring that, up, so in other words, well, let's take, you know, um, Georges, A, with her song choice, everyone thought she would choose, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez. because she's going to give a really good Jennifer Lopez. But even with Beyonce, Georges was giving you Beyonce, mm-hmm. right? With Aretha Franklin, because we saw this before, you brought up Kenya Michaels earlier. One of my favorite lip syncs of all time, because the train wreck it is, is season four, Latrice Royale versus Kenya Michaels, natural woman, right? And Latrice does a park and bark and very emotionally uh, takes on that song, while Kenya Michaels is doing flips and pirouettes and ballet moves, you know, yep. in the background. And it's literally unhinged. Pregnant. Yeah, pregnant and unhinged. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. an unhinged lip sync. And it's the same thing here, too, where I, these girls don't look like Aretha Franklin. Their persona isn't like Aretha Franklin, but there is something ridiculous about doing death drops and uh, all kinds of floor work and moves to an Aretha Franklin song. Mm-hmm. Because Aretha Franklin clearly would not be doing a death drop. Right. And I don't know why that is, but that's, I mean, that's sort of the thing here. She looked ridiculous. Uh,
0: yes, it's when you're, when you have a song like this, you don't need to pull out the stunts. It's it's about yeah. the soul, the vibe, the yes. embodying that song. And I think that's ultimately Jasmine Kennedy's downfall in her lip syncs is that she starts at a 10. And it's kind of Alyssa Edwards energy where you're just, it's like, frenetic and chaotic and it just yeah. kind of goes 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 and there's no levels yeah. to play with and i think that was kind of her downfall specifically on this one
1: well i will say and just i don't remember the second one but the third one for sure it 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 does go with what i'm saying here is it reminds me of a child when a song comes on and they're like mom 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 mm-hmm. mom 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 look mom look at mom mom look at look, look yeah. at this mom and then they do like a shitty cartwheel Earlier this week, Afterthought Media personality Lori Roggenkamp sent a video to a group of us, myself, Jay, Adam Salandra, of a video of herself at like, what is she, like 12 or 13, 11? I don't know how old she is. It's hard to (laughs) tell with Lori because she's like eight feet tall and the other kids are like three feet tall. (laughs) But she's very young and it's uh, some sort of like birthday party or something and they're playing a song and all the kids are dancing, right? Yeah. But they're, do- they're they're dancing like Jasmine Kennedy in this song. They're just like running and jumping, and there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. One girl does the splits for no reason, you know. <laughs> Ganja, Ganja was there. Yeah, Laganja <laughs> was there. Um, Lori's just running back and forth like Shrek looking for firewood, and. <laughs> And, uh, but that's what it, that's what it seemed like. That's what the, the Jasmine Kennedy's performance, like a kid going like, look at me, look at me, look, 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 mom, look, look. And the mom's trying to have a conversation over, you know, there with yeah. Kathy. It's like, anyway, <laughs> Kathy, when I make rice, mom, 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 <laughs> look. And then they like, just jump in the pool. That's exactly what it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, uh, there was a frenetic energy to it. I, I, my overall note for Jasmine Kennedy is she had the best wig for this fight like for mm-hmm. these smackdowns did you see the hierography going on with her with which one all of them jasmine kennedy had such a good unit on her head it was yeah. flowing and everything i i that was captivating but um overall I, I i don't know i i this first one it was a strong start to the night but um i do i agree with the judges on this one that i think yeah, dia took it
1: that was my question the right person win you're saying yes we both agree dia won yes. that one all right lip sync number two uh, the next ball drawn belongs to Willow Pill, who challenges Bosco, who chooses the song Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. Uh, someone said Luther Vandross.
0: I think that's a New York ism because on I Love, uh, or Flavor Flav, I Love, what is it? Flavor of Love. Uh, there's a girl who says, you're just jealous because I look like Beyonce and New York goes, Beyonce, Beyonce, bitch, you up here looking like Luther Vandross. <laughs> so I think that the younger generation thinks it's Luther Vandross.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, Willow Pills told Shantae you stay while Bosco remains up for elimination. Let's talk about this one right here. Your thoughts here, Jay?
0: <laughs> this gave me the vibes of Shangela when she's like, oh, I really love reggae. I love reggae. Making Carmen <laughs> Carrera pick reggae. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember this? Yes, so, um, I do. Willow has been really smart this competition to not lay all of her cards out on the table and say this is what I do. This is the kite. Uh, uh, although I do remember somebody, I think it was Bosco, saying I don't want to go against Willow, Willow if it's a camp song. Yeah, she did. So they're right. Their producers are writing. You know the who they should pair up with. But um, it's an interesting song. I I've never would have thought this would appear on Drag Race, but mm-hmm. I it was a pairing up that I was excited to see. I liked Willow's look and I've talked about Bosco's look, but I think that they both uh, looked prepared for this lip sync. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could have seen this one going either way.
1: Yes. It was a very close call for me. I think the edit was trying to really, you know, put it over for Willow. So why it's obvious Willow did give, I think a much, I'll say this. There was an, energy i think this might have been sort of like if we're gonna give the benefit of the doubt to the judges there was an energy from willow of a there was an air of confidence with willow where Mm -hmm. um bosco did come up more desperate yes where willow was just like yeah bitch whatever i got this you know and maybe that gave her the edge but you're right it was much closer than Daya and um jasmine kennedy and i I could have seen it going either way uh, but uh yeah, but I really don't have too much to say other than that. I think if we saw this on a
0: normal episode, this lip sync, I would have been like, that's a very passable lip sync. There was nothing, there was no, like, when I think of a great lip sync, I think of like Manila doing, how will I know where she's against the wall and like giving it a character. And I just like, there's moments that were created. And I think that this one, there, there was a lack of moments. And I think I'm in the minority here and saying that I think it was a close one. Cause I think the internet feels that Willow flat-out won this one, like, by Fair. a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I am excited to see another lip-sync from Willow if we're going to get that this season, or see what else she does. I've never looked up her mixes that she makes. Um, so I'm excited to see more from Willow, but this wouldn't be the number that would get me excited for a Willow um, production, I guess, Like I, if I saw it on a normal episode. But I am excited to see it, see more.
1: Well, I'm actually watching Willow and Bosco right now. Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of confirming what I'm talking about, where, like, Willow, like, look at Willow's being very, very sultry, and mm-hmm. Bosco's, again, it's very, very subtle, right? It's very subtle. She, You know, Bosco's not doing what Jasmine was doing, but there's a lot more, I just don't know that Bosco's getting the vibe of the song, which is a much more, I mean, if you're doing Luther Vandross, you're going to be doing almost like a, a sexy, sultry, like, slow thing where I feel like Bosco's moving too much. Not, not that it's bad, not that it's bad, but, like, if you're giving the edge, if you're, like, really, really looking at the finer details, Willow's performance is much more refined. Agreed. Much more controlled. Yeah. And so, again, no, it was really embarrassing because we just saw Ross and Carson trying to get in with uh, Luther Vandross, and <laughs> yeah, that was really embarrassing.
0: I I do agree, though, there is a an energy that uh, just watching it on silent, we are seeing Bosco kind of more making it like a dance number instead of a, you know, vibing with whatever is happening on there, which is what we're seeing Willow
1: do. What I will say about Willow, what I'll say this because it's the only time we're gonna get to see her lip sync, is when I've seen her lip sync, she's, you know, what's funny, and we see this with Jasmine later, is Jasmine goes, oh, I'm going different this time, I'm gonna go campy, right? And then she just goes full on crazy person. Whereas Willow's uh-huh. really good, especially with this guitar thing she's doing right there, where she's really giving it good at giving you the series, but then throwing in little morsels of camp that give you exactly what you want and make the camp more highlighted, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it really emphasizes it when it's a, when it, when you're doing a more serious performance and you throw in those little moments, it emphasizes really that moment, to be honest with you. Whereas Bosco's mm-hmm. just giving a pretty straight laced one note performance uh which isn't bad again if, if i was seeing this at the club i'd be into it but willow i think has the edge there all right uh jay you have any more thoughts to say on this particular lip sync
0: no i think overall it was a, a strong second uh lip sync choice
1: all right very good let's move on now to the next one lip sync number three rupaul reveals george's and jerry and lady camden will have a three-way lip sync um george's before involved- me- yeah go ahead
0: before we get into the slip sync the aftermath of rue reading michelle was oh. jaw drop i laughed so hard i'm like, whoa
1: <laughs> we don't get to see that very much <laughs> well that was kind of ballsy for michelle to be like because rupaul said that was that was like a really and she's not wrong that was yeah. like a really sexy girl group performance it was and, and she and and michelle's listening online she's like yeah it reminds me of uh it, it was like watching seduction up there or something <laughs> room goes oh you wish that seduction (laughs) could do that (laughs) it's true i mean it's true Um, i haven't to be fair
0: i'm not taylor so i have not seen yeah oh taylor would be able to go like
1: well actually in 1991 seduction did a performance (laughs) at the american music awards that aired on fox and you're like how do you remember this right yeah yeah. anyway uh she gets the power to george's randomly has her ball chosen by calyx and give me the power to choose, and she chooses the song "Radio" <laughs> by Beyonce. Uh, Georgia Shantae is a safety while leaving Lady Camden and Jerry in the Lala Perusa. Now, Jay and I are watching this. Um, I will say this was a tougher one to call. Jay, what were mm-hmm. your thoughts?
0: This one was almost chaotic. Um, I loved the colors that were on the stage because oh, each. True. So we had we had Camden in pink, we had Georgia in yellow, and Angeria in like a metallic gray black yeah so it really was able to help like distinguish who's doing what and it oh, is yes. so vibrant and fun to watch but this one was like being at a concert you don't know where your eyes should go because everybody's doing something different at the same time yeah but i mean i think this one was going to be a lock for georgia's no, we've yes. they built it up this whole season this whole episode mm-hmm. nobody wants to go against georgia's yeah um and i think that no matter what the song was that she chose you know because she was her ball was picked at random. Yeah, uh, that it was going to be her her song to her her lip sync to lose basically.
1: Well, again, jo- it, it, talking about energy and whatnot, when George is on the stage and you're seeing it right there, she has the command of the stage, which is so funny and so interesting to see that because I feel in other challenges and even in the work, I was actually noticing in the workroom, George is just not a presence in the workroom whatsoever. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. Bring attention to herself. She's just doing her thing. She's very quiet. She... I, I I can't even think of any George's workroom moments, if I'm being honest. But when I she gets... saying
0: cutesier and ditzier. That's really... I'm going to be a little more cutesier and ditzier. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then also she really, really suffers in acting challenges. But you get her on the stage where she has to lip sync, and she comes to life, and she has a command and charisma that is hard to top. And mm-hmm. whereas... Look, don't get me wrong. Any other lip sync, Camden and Nigeria are probably winning if it's one to one, you know, one on one. But uh, but just the, it's again, it's a subtle thing where Georgia just has a command, and you can't take your eyes off of her.
0: Yes, you this know? is where Georgia shines, and I think that if the show were America's Best Lip Syncer, Georges would take the title, no problem. I think yeah. I said it earlier. I'm I'm not done with Georgia on the show, but I am. I, I've seen her perform now. I would absolutely go see her at a bar I think she would put on a fantastic show and that's I think the audience she's going to get from being on RuPaul's Drag Race
1: so here's my question did the right person win this lip sync Jay
0: I think it had to be George's I I don't think that Andrea or Lady Camden outdid George's and I really (laughs) it's my own personal thing I really wish that we got three shablams when uh, Georges and Nigeria both went down I really wish that we had Camden do it mm-hmm. But I think that Georges <clears throat> just had the energy and filled the song What about well, you, do you think the same? Well,
1: I agree with what you're saying That would have been amazing Almost like on during um, the Tatiana and um, Alyssa lip sync When they both shablam at the same time But I feel like if Lady Camden did a, sh- uh, a shablam She would break her bones She's a dancer I know, but she looked really fragile I don't know what it is She does, yeah um. All right. Well, let's go to lip sync number four, which is Lady. Oh no! no wait. It... Let me see here. Lady Camden and Jira. Oh. Okay. Let me read it. Lady Camden and Jira Pearson and Michaels, Jasmine, Kennedy, and Bosco are in the final four. Lady Camden's ball is snatched from the bingo cage at random by Calyx, and she chooses to battle Bosco, who chooses "Don't Let Go" by In Vogue. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um.
0: Were you familiar with the song when before no, it was played? No,
1: which is funny. I've heard a lot of, but I, you know, I have a really kind of like a, a lost era there in the '90s, mm-hmm. and uh, this is, this fell in there. Lady Camden comes out on top and is safe for another week, putting Bosco in the final two again. Very good point with the contrast contrasting colors there, Taylor. Because when it was Willow versus Taylor? Yeah, Taylor. Isn't? Aren't you Taylor the Latte Boy? <laughs> there's that shot you were talking about. Yeah, uh, Jay, so yes. good. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead, give us your thoughts on this lip sync, Jay um besides swept away
0: which we're going to come up to i think this was my favorite lip sync of the night i Mm -hmm. think that um solely because again i'm saying this as like a bosco fan i'm i love bosco Mm -hmm. i think lady camden embodied this song and did the job i think that it was a really great song i think that her look matched the in vogue like vibe i don't like the the she had the mohawk pink and everything i think that it just felt kind of grunge or and i know they're not grunge but it just Mm -hmm. felt like uh the song's kind of like it's it's I don't know what I'm saying it's a put together song but it's like a it shreds you apart and i think that lady camden was embodying that in her look also so i think everything just like was working for lady or lady camden what, what, i think she won
1: what grade would you give bosco
0: <clears throat> but to be honest as and again as much as i like bosco i think she's not doing anything that's making her stand out so if i had to give her a grade Maybe like a what a, like a 1 out of 10. I would say maybe like a 6 or a 7. I was never not entertained by these lip syncs. I think they all did a great job. But I think that there this one was a clear winner in Lady Camden's favor.
1: I almost wonder if... Yeah, you're right. And, and, and Lady Camden did this, win this lip sync. I didn't think differently. Bosco is definitely making it work. And she's doing what she can. Doesn't really right, get it, capture it as much as Camden does. But what I'll say, though, is I'm wondering how much we know that, that, uh, Bosco's gonna beat Jasmine is, you know, before Bosco was going against Willow, a person she loves. Bosco's going against Camden, a person she loves. And I'm not saying she doesn't love Jasmine, right? But mm. I wonder how much of there is a sort of like annoyance with Jasmine. You can draw on that energy to pull what you need to give the performance you need to bring, bring her down. If that makes sense. Where it's a little harder with people that you genuinely also root for. The, I don't Ew. know if I'm making any sense.
0: Are you saying, no, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but tell me if this is right, that Bosco was holding back on the first two?
1: I wouldn't say holding back, but not, well, not consciously. Mm-hmm. I think that I think, she, I think,
0: I think Bosco was stressed out and I yes. think she was giving it her all.
1: No, I think she's giving it her all, but I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because she does seem to pull it out in a way when Jasmine's there, but maybe, she, maybe when the stakes are that high, mm-hmm. you just pull whatever reserve energy you have left. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. clearly, but you know, it, it, Bosco did deserve to lose there. Camden did bring it. So far, the judges are 100%. I'll be honest with you. I can't think of a time when I disagreed with the judges. I'll be honest with you to give you oh, to tip my hand a little bit. I don't know if there was a time when you disagreed with the judges, but, um, I think we're coming up on an example. Oh, really? Cause yeah, next we have, um, Nigeria, and Michaels, and Jasmine Kennedy face off in the second semifinal. The song. Love don't cost a thing by Jennifer Lopez. Now we learn, and we're going to be controversial, I guess. Angelia wins the lip sync and sends Jasmine to the bottom too. we We're actually watching it right now with the sound off, which I think makes it actually a little bit more interesting to watch when you're not, when you don't have the music to sort of tell you how to think. Um, it makes it a little bit different here, a uh, mm-hmm. different experience. You get to watch it in a in a much more interesting way. Now, right now, so Jasmine's doing her best. Alyssa, there's a very Alyssa Hunter. Uh, Alyssa Hunter, Alyssa. Edwards, Edwards type moves. Um but yeah, so what we're seeing right now, um Angerias giving more face, fewer moves, jasmine is more moves, uh, less commitment. What are your thoughts here?
0: Yeah,
1: I think that uh
0: Jasmine or yeah, Jasmine dropped the words a couple times. I noticed like they and I think they were showing that to show the audience, like, look, we're gonna give Angeria, but Angeria does this one squat move a couple mm-hmm. times within this. So I don't think that pop uh dance is kind of her genre that she would and she said it she would rather park and bark and give a ballad mm-hmm. but if you look at the hair the outfit everything that jasmine kennedy's wearing she has that long flowing hair she has like a bodysuit that has a cool like hip embellishment i think it really fits this vibe of song and she's got the energy for it and jerry has kind of pageant hair on for this lip sync smackdown and it i i kind of miss the movement of the stage they both did great. This was a very close one for me, but yeah. I do think yeah. that Jaz- Jasmine Kennedy inched her out just a tiny bit. But I, and I, I want Angeria to be in the top four, top three, yeah. top two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her so much. I and I think she did a, a very serviceable job. I just think that Jasmine inched her out by just a tiny bit.
1: I could see what you're saying now. Looking at this without the music and and talking about it in an analytical kind of way, I can see what you're saying. It is. If you, I would highly recommend people watch it without the music. <clears throat> it is very, 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 very close. It's very close. Um, when you're watching without the music, I, if I were watching this without music the first time, I wouldn't be able to tell you who won because mm-hmm. I think where Angeria has the edge is her interpretation of the song. So when you take that away, the edge is gone, but that's why I'll still agree with uh, the judges is that and Jerry just had a better interpretation of the song in terms of face, what she was yeah. bringing to it in terms of energy with her face. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I, I'll, i I want to give Jasmine her flowers on this too, is I think that she played with levels, which for pop divas like Brittany, Jennifer, you know, whoever you're going to see doing like dance numbers in their sets, there's a lot of floor work. There's a lot of moving up and down stage, hairography. So I think she just looked like a pop star and it mm-hmm. fit love. Don't cost a thing, but again I, I I'm happy on won one because I do think that Jasmine's time on the show has come but I do think that in that lip sync I was I was happy to watch Jasmine Excel and use that energy towards something good
1: now I don't really know uh, Jennifer Lopez but does she do a lot of like she's humping the floor which I think Jasmine does a lot of D- does who do that Jennifer Lopez oh Jasmine Brittany Jennifer yeah, Lopez J- Jennifer Lopez herself
0: um I don't know. I'd have to go and watch her like dance sets. But I think that it's a very common thing to for maybe not Jennifer Lopez, but her dancers for sure are because they what when choreographers are setting up dances, they're trying to set up levels and make it so that your eye kind of dances around the stage with the dancers, too. All right. Very good.
1: Uh, All right. For the final lip sync, Jasmine and Bosco must battle one last time to avoid elimination. The song Swept Away by Diana Ross. Uh, in the end, Bosco wins the lip sync. Jasmine Kennedy reveals her bar is made of chocolate and sachets away, leaving seven queens in the competition. Uh, let's talk about this lip sync here, Jay. Now, were you familiar with this song? I had never heard it before.
0: I had never heard – I mean, obviously, I know Diana Ross, but I did not know this pre- specific song.
1: Yeah. But this seems like a very, like, a RuPaul favorite kind of – because RuPaul, as we know, loves herself some Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. So now maybe it's, this is one thing where Larry Flick's going to call me and be like, bitch – how do you not know this song this song was the number four song blah, blah, blah. Like, okay
0: if larry flick and christian talked to each other on the phone would they just say bitch to each other the whole time
1: <laughs> <laughs> bitch, i actually think, bitch, bitch, I think Larry it was christian i know just be bitch the whole time
0: <laughs> um bosco found her groove on this song i
1: thought she did so good mm-hmm. but why um, do you think she found her groove where do I think she found it? No, why do you think she found it? Like, why now did she find her group? Was it the song in particular? There's a few things. I think the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. This
0: is a song that she can do sultry sexy, which mm-hmm. I think, as Courtney says, Bosco knows sexy. Mm-hmm. I think she said she was busting out her stripper moves, which I think if she knew she was getting to this point, it's hard because you don't want to show all your tricks on this stage because as we've seen with other contestants you may have to lip sync again and then you're like well where do i go from here and i think bosco doing her floor work which we're going to see in a little bit i think she was saving maybe some moves that she's like okay i've got it i got to go into the reserve i'm going to give everything i can on this lip sync because it's do or die right now
1: jasmine said that this is the song where she decided because she'd already done all her tricks she was gonna campy and i was like i want to talk about that what was the campiness yeah what were you going to say she, she says that she's going to go camp, but really her only
0: camp move is she pretends to sweep across the stage. <laughs> and then other than that, yeah. it's the same. Oh, no, she's, oh. she's
1: really in Bosco. Yeah.
0: Oh, it looked like a sword was stabbing her. I, oh, that I, I didn't was? get camp from them. I mean, I feel like camp is like, uh, Gigi good doing little steps on super, or what was that one called? Um, not super bass. What do they do for Nicki Minaj anyway? Mm-hmm. Her and uh widow von do. But I mean, I think that there's like way to do camp and I didn't see camp from Jasmine Kennedy.
1: I think Jasmine Kennedy thinks she's doing cam. I think when a, a pretty person makes an ugly face and thinks that's them being funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, again, Bo- um, th- go ahead. Wh- what did you think? I, I feel like I've given them my thoughts. What do you no, think? No, about no, no. I mean,
1: I, I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, I think Bosco clearly wins it again. I'm more about because I'm not a dancer. I don't really know. That. I'm not a trained dancer and whatnot. So like, I feel Bosco. Maybe it's the way it's edited or whatnot. She. I'm all about capturing the spirit of the song. And I feel like Bosco really captured the spirit of the song more than Jasmine. I'm not sure this – even if we give um, Jasmine Kennedy the benefit of the doubt and that she was bringing camp to this, I'm not sure that was the right thing to do here. I feel yeah. it required a sort of uh, sultriness, sexiness, kind of like maybe something that what Willow Pill brought to it as well when she did mm-hmm. her song. Uh, I think it required that – so in other words, you can throw in some a little bit of camp here and there. Maybe that guitar move she did, but – for the most part, it required uh, a sultriness. So, did the person, the right person go home, Jay?
0: I think the writing was on the wall before the episode even started, and we were going to lose Jasmine Kennedy. Even though she's been, she's lip sync a couple times, I think that the right person went home. I think she's served us well, and I do believe that we'll see her again.
1: Well, look, here's the thing is they, yes, they telegraphed it in the, in the cold open when Jasmine says like, oh, well, you know, if they have to go against me in a lip sync, they're going to be going home and stuff like that in the confessional. And then she tells, she's laughing it up, yucking it up with Lady Camden about Dia seems angry. And like, if Dia has to go up against me, she's going to lose all, they set it all up and they, Mm -hmm. they laid the groundwork where you're like, either Jasmine's going to win the whole thing, which she didn't, or she's going to. Uh, go home, and she did. And they they said they Jasmine gave them the um. She was hoisted by her own petard, so to speak. Jay, and um, now we're left with seven girls still going into mm-hmm. episode twelve. We still have seven girls. Uh, it's a long season. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, someone told me they're like, "Look, Joe, they're gonna have the finale in Las Vegas. Are you gonna go?" And I was like, "No, I've been enough finales." Are they doing it in Vegas? That's what someone said. Yeah, it's going to be in Vegas. That oh. would make sense because you know they have to book that stuff way in advance. And mm-hmm. L.A. just yesterday lifted their mandate on theaters and stuff like that. So yeah, I
0: guess Nevada's they they haven't really been complying with COVID stuff. So yeah. They're like, yeah, you could have this ten thousand seat theater. Yeah. Also, they might be able to work in their Vegas shows somehow. 100% and hundred percent
1: it's going to happen. Hundred yeah. percent it's going to happen. Uh, all right. Well, that's Well, did you have any final thoughts on the episode, Jay?
0: Um. Overall, there was no lip sync. That I think everybody did a great job. I don't know if there's one that I'm s- going to have to go back and rewatch, but I think mm-hmm. I-, I said it earlier. I really like this cast and what they're doing. And um, can I give my top four? Yeah. I just want it on record.
1: Sure.
0: I like Bosco. <clears throat> I like Angeria. Yeah. I like Lady Camden. And then I think I like Willow Pill. So we have that again all.
1: Bosco, Angeria, Camden, and Willow Pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see them being the top four.
0: I do. We <clears throat> mit, our diversity went right out in the first half of this season. We have so many white queens. Did you notice that?
1: Let me see. We have.
0: Let's. See. I think Deja Sky and and uh, actually George's Deja Sky. I guess we have an Angeria. We have mm-hmm. a couple people. And of then color. we
1: have Daya. We have Willow. And what else? Bosco, oh, Bosco.
0: Jasmine Kennedy.
1: Well, she's gone. Yeah. Who are we missing? I guess it's
0: pre- I guess it's pretty even then if we have seven.
1: I only have six here: Dio, Willow, Bosco, Deja, Georges, and Jiria.
0: No, it's not good when we can't. Camden, remember, I mean, Camden, <laughs> one of my <laughs> one of my top four. One of your top fours there.
1: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I I love her so much I just forgot. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I think in top four, uh, I think Jiria hundred percent will be there. Mm-hmm. I think Willow Pill 100% will be there. Those third and fourth spots, man, they get tricky. I'm actually going to go with Camden and, believe it or not, Georges. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe not Georges. Deja? Daya? I guess. No, I'll go with Bosco. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Okay. I'm going to agree with you. I think
0: Anjiri just has something that really shines through the TV. Just charming and effortless. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts. I'm I'm excited for the rest of the season. I whenever it ends in 2023.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny for someone who does these podcasts. I'm I love the long season. I'm like, all right, less content. Like it's set up for me every single time. Now I know what I'm doing every single week. But I know it's I can see it being exhausting uh for the fandom. But what I would say to the fandom is be like me and just disconnect. That's the thing that people don't understand. Is I think the hardcore fans, and this is probably something VH1 realizes. The hardcore fans find it exhausting, but I think, again, 99% of the audience are just casual fans, and what the fuck do they care? You yeah. know? I actually think it's strangely, believe it or not, kind of brilliant. It's not good. It, what, the, what What's really stupid is they're really pissing off the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. But for the casual fan, which is probably the bulk of the audience, because you have to understand something, all these other international shows, they're in Wild Presents Plus. You don't want to watch them? Don't listen to, go to, don't go to Wild Presents Plus. Uh, and uh, All Stars is on Paramount Plus. You don't want to yeah. watch it? Don't watch Paramount Plus. So for the both for the majority of people, it's once a week for four months. Mm-hmm. The end.
0: You know? I also think that they don't not that they don't care about their audience, but that advertiser money speaks, and they're getting weeks and weeks of yeah advertisements on one of each one's high rated shows.
1: Yeah, very good point. Uh, All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. So, for Jay Ellis and myself... Sashay away. Until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragrace recap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthought media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthought media. Taylor has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Copilot, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor tape Boy on Instagram and Twitter at T-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnesia Chopinska, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Coco San Pedro, Declan Prosser. Drew Brooks, E. Smith, Emma, Humble Pie, Jay Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Lauren Eckert, Lionel Campbell, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Nicholas Springham, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland. Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson, Corinna Williamson, Elizabeth Timmer, Nikki Baker, Robert NYC, David Olson, and Alexandra Sixt. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.